Um, so the uh, you're a Packers fan, correct? I'm a huge ever since I was a kid. Not a bandwagon thing. And or, what year are we talking here? Where you where you started? Your your you don't have to dox your age. There's like pictures of me as like a four year old in a Packers uniform. My, I'm from uh, PA, but my dad's just a Packers fan. His grandpa was. I don't know. Yeah, CK. Back in the sixties, where yeah, they just were the best <laughs> team, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so since I was a kid. So who was Packers on the team rock. when you were a kid? Who was on the team? Was it far? Are we talking Favre? Yeah, Dick you... Pick Favre. Dick Pick Favre. Yes, Dick Pick Favre. We're talking maybe maybe some Antonio Freeman um, at the time, <laughs> some Bubba Frank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, William who's the running? Who was the running back then? Amon Green, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of Nebraska. Yeah, great, great running back. So yeah, yeah. that's cool. So yeah, yeah. that's uh, I love who's, that. Who was the more recent receiver? Was it for the? I think it was for the Packers. Is it James Jones or what's his name? James Jones uh, was from our hometown. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, I used, he used to. Fire. We watched him. My brother was like a defensive lineman. We used to watch him juke the shit out of my brother yeah. in high school. <laughs> yeah. No, he was. Yeah. Just, that was high school yeah. back then. You used to just like be like you're the quarterback, and he's like, I don't yeah. know how to throw. They're like, that's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, how lucky am I yeah. to have Aaron Rodgers on my favorite team? He's so seriously, dude. Cool. Yeah. I, and he went to Cal. I loved him. My Raiders yeah. had a chance to draft him, as they do with many great players, and they don't. But was he they, there with um, Marshawn? He, he was not there at the same time. He was there with a guy yeah. named J.J. Arrington, I want to say, who played for the Cardinals. That was the running back. Yeah. But um, no, I, Lynch was a little bit later than that. Um, I believe Lynch was around like the 05, 06. They might have overlapped for like a year, but I don't think Marshawn was the starter. But uh, from the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote. Cause I'm fucking broke And either way I know the police ain't gon' leave me alone On a plane by the visit Glen Rock Need crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding Cause we might get caught up in a riot Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Do you love to see it? Dudes rocking Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix With that rare candy paint job on the whip Who you with? Okay, so uh, we are here with. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna call you Flipper. That's what we've been referring no, to. No, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's a band. That's a punk band, by the way. Okay, and you're at right. Moonbase King on Twitter. Moonbase. Yeah, Base. yeah. Uh, that's B A S E King. Based um, King. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Moonbase King. Um, it's like and, a gamer tag that I used as my Twitter handle and just stuck. <laughs> So a punk yeah. band and he's a gamer. So there we no, go. No, I'm not that much of a gamer, but I do game from time to time when I'm gotcha. with friends. Sweet. So we're here. Um, let, let's start talking with. Uh, now I haven't finished this documentary, but I have a feeling I know how it ends. So I don't care about the spoiler. Um, this this new Beatles documentary that's been get on. Get back. Yeah. yeah get back. Um, uh-huh. and that is uh, Disney. It was. It's on Disney Plus. Um, now one thing I like about you, Flipper, is you are a Paul McCartney truther. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, There's you, something you, weird going on with Paul McCartney. <laughs> okay, and you came to the right place. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. we've been yeah, hammering this point. We've been hammering this point home for a while. It's uh, he now. Okay, when I criticize Paul McCartney, <laughs> I have to give a qualifier here. We are criti- I'm criticizing maybe my top three favorite band, one of the maybe the most exactly. talented in the band. Like yeah, we're, we're doing exactly. this. He's amazing. He yeah. wrote early. Paul is fucking great. Yeah. Something happened with him where, uh, I don't know, after Ram, he just completely fucking oh. lost his mind. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's great. Well, great that you brought up well, Ram. I, yeah. Everybody loves Ram, dude. Everybody loves Ram. I don't even it's like Ram. It, it happened recently. It happened recently. Yeah. Like, I have never like heard everyone, of Ram. I had never, yeah. I, no, no joke. Like I know I, I'd heard of it, but like I had never heard anyone. My mom was the Beatles aficionado, never in the vinyl collection, never Ram. Like, ne- yeah, mm-hmm. never that. Well, it's like that. Indi- it's like the first indie pop album, supposedly. And that's not really that great of a genre. Yeah, why so. are you bragging about that? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I love how the, the Beatles started indie pop, quote unquote. Dude, that's the funny, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest like, corporate band of all time. Yeah. They- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, exactly and um yeah. and so so with with paul um you see it in the documentary like now now you find out what kind of beatles fan you are when you when you when yeah. you talk to certain people because every if like you're a not people, annoyed by paul and you're just like oh he wrote so many beautiful yeah. songs on piano then yeah. you're fu- you're you're a different person than me yeah, because i was getting had written so annoyed and, with paul. and pretended mm-hmm. he made up on the spot too like that's mm-hmm. my favorite yeah, I love that take. Songs, they were coming love, from their apartments yeah. where they wrote songs or whatever, you know, and they were bringing it. It's not mm-hmm. like they were writing it there. Like, I know. yeah, I have my favorite like, the oh, oh, darling on piano. Like, yeah, he came up with those chords on the spot. Sure. Dude. Yeah. 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 He's no. just like fucking. Yeah. yeah. And, and, no, yeah and, and like you see it like my, my parents, their their big take on that because uh, boomers love Paul. Like boomers, yeah. Like, you cannot uh-huh. say a no bad lies, thing. dude. Yeah, you can't. So my my parents, I was talking to them about it, and they go, "Yeah, but like you have to realize these albums, Abbey Road and Let It Be, don't don't get made if Paul's not there." Now I do agree with that. That's fair. That's a fair assessment because like he was HR, he was management of the Beatles, mm-hmm. essentially, and, like, and he he what he does do that. Now that being said, like George Harrison also doesn't leave the band if it's not for Paul McCartney. Yeah, there could have been better albums too because, like, the shit on Abbey Road that's Paul's is like not as good Black. as John's stuff. Or I love, you know, shout out to John, John yeah. later. Yeah, what shout out to John for always hating on that album, dude. Like, he never, yeah, he's like, yeah. this shit it's, sucks, dude. <laughs> exactly. Even though his shit rocks on there, like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to say about Ram. Um, it was like when he had a beef with John because John had put out like that track how do you sleep where he goes yes, yeah great yeah. those freaks was right when they said you yeah. was dead yeah mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah and then so yeah. there's a bunch of stuff on ram that's like a dig back at john so that's like another that's kind of yeah. what ram is famous for there were all these like diss tracks or whatever but yeah, yeah. but john, john nailed it on the first one and like shout out george on the slide guitar on that dude you know what i mean it's yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. chad moved yeah. to have your old bandmate with you when you diss yeah. the other guy like that's, that's yeah a, and that's say a, that he's an imposter that's a, that's that, a power move yeah. you have yeah. Eric clapped in there with you and all these people yeah. like because that, that and ringo that, oh, on the drums right ringo I mean, yeah like basically the beatles without Paul. exactly that's crazy it's like, crazy. like you know where the loyalty lies and like now now that being said like you you do see uh, in defense of in defense of the Paul lovers of the, of the, the Paul apologists, apologists, um, a formal, formal apology, uh, the the people who apologize for him, I will say like John Lennon was late to everything. You let your wife sit in on the stuff or, you know, your girlfriend, I don't know if they're married. Mm -hmm. You let them sit in. That's that. You can't have that. I mean, like that's, that's not great. Uh, John is, I mean, John is clearly loaded too like yeah he's fucking, high on smack yeah he's done uh, i know my mom said he wasn't wasn't doing heroin at the time like what are you talking yeah, maybe not maybe not because he, he had it together when they were filming but maybe like when he went home at that point you know 
Yeah. Oh, I'm just like, I don't I, usually like when somebody announces I do heroin, that's not when they start. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, you just, I got caught doing heroin. Therefore, I am now making that known. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, okay. So, oh, one of the, in the first episode of Get Back, I noticed George Martin's silent presence the whole time. He didn't say yeah. Yeah. a goddamn word, but he was there while they were like, you know, introducing all these songs. So I thought that was kind of like interesting or odd. That was I was I was watching those from like a conspiracy perspective, looking for mm. clues and stuff. Mm. What you clues know, did you see? So, so um, I think in episode one, like John and Paul are talking about, do we have any like new songs? And John's like, you know, we're always good when our backs against the wall. And Paul has his hand in his jacket, like the Masonic hand. And they're both like smiling at each other, kind of like acting mm. out like this conversation about the new songs or whatever. And yeah. how they don't have enough. So mm-hmm. I just was like, I thought that was kind of a weird way to talk about songwriting. Well, they were just yeah. joking around, but it was potentially like a bit, you know. Yeah. And uh-huh, what did you, what did you think playing. of the flower pot, the flower pot microphone? Yo, that's the craziest part. Yeah. yeah is that, that, is that organic? Too. Do you think they knew that? I feel like they knew. They that had that to have there. known because it was Paul's idea to do a whole like fly <laughs> on the wall. Paul put it there. Paul put it there. Yeah, Paul, Paul <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I dropped something into the fucking yeah. flower plant. I always Paul pot, that. dude. Yeah, yeah Paul my pot. Yeah. Yeah. No, but my favorite thing about the George Martin thing is how utterly shocked he's like. Wait, Billy Preston's black? You could tell he's like his face <laughs> is just like uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if you guys got to that yeah, part. George Martin, he's, the whitest guy alive. Yeah, you can tell he's just terrified. Very SS, like like Hitler master race. When you look at him, like he's yeah, like, dude. Yeah, okay, so that's definitely. pretty much. That's where I want to start because <laughs> okay, George Martin was <laughs> George Martin was in World War Two. He was a uh, what Royal Navy. He was an aerial observer. I'm not. I think that means like you're in a plane, and I don't know. You're what? you're observing you know giving people like coordinates or whatever but so it was a pretty he was you know he was in the the navy air force type was pretty intense um he had told the beatles about like like how reconnaissance it's reconnaissance essentially yeah 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 he told the beatles how uh this is in like a George Martin documentary. Sorry, I'm like kind of high right now. So that's okay. That's bear with me. Requisite for this though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he told them that Hitler had played like frequencies before speeches mm. that made everyone uncomfortable. And when uh, he would come on, they would turn them like off. Maxwell's Silver Hammer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah. yeah. That's, I think a Pope died from being hit with a silver hammer or something look into that okay um so then they would turn off the frequencies before hitler would come on and everyone would feel so happy that this like uncomfortable frequency is gone that's psycho yeah and he he told the beatles about this so paul mentions this in like a george martin documentary on like amazon (laughs) and um, i just thought maybe they did that before beatles concerts you yeah. know, like they played like a weird frequency, and then when the Beatles came on, they turned it off, or they put it in songs. I don't know. Yeah, Paul, Paul's the, songs are the weird frequency for me, and then they, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just in that. <laughs> temporary secretary. There's like some yeah. horrible MK Ultra fucking frequency in that. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh-huh. Wild. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, because George Martin's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah. Because when they play, they, um, I remember watching something and I don't remember what I was watching about. It must have just been some YouTube thing. But like George Martin, when they brought in uh, all their stuff for the White Album, which obviously was recorded kind of separately, not really cohesively. A lot of them were kind of doing yeah. their own thing. That was probably when they were at their probably their worst um, as far as friendship in the band. And they, uh-huh. uh, George Martin was like, yeah, all this shit sucks. Like, you know, when it when they brought it in, like, you know, yeah, and you could see. You could yeah. see that in Get Back too when they were letting the other producer produce. He was like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? This is taking yeah. so long," mm-hmm. and that's why that album got shelved until Phil Spector, um, yeah, finished it. Right. Yeah. But I just, yeah. So my point was, I was kind of that was kind of long winded anecdote or whatever. But I feel like George Martin, he's not even the fifth Beatle. He's like the third or fourth Beatle. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you know, Ringo barely did anything comparatively to like what george martin did yeah and um how the beatles got involved with george martin is something like worth looking into because george martin was connected to this family the ashers yeah. who paul you know dated their daughter for two years and lived with them mm-hmm. and yeah. that those were the people i was talking about on twitter where it got like a few likes um because it was like an mk ultra doctor and a professor of music that taught George Martin. So well, I was like, what? You know, I hadn't learned that until, yeah, like, you know, my whole life being a Beatles fan, I never really no, news knew how crazy that was. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. but And that's pretty much, like, that's the beginnings of my theory on the Beatles that they could have had, you know, help from George Martin his teacher, Margaret Asher, who Paul lived with. Yeah. So, I mean, he, they're writing, I want to hold your hand in the basement of an MK Ultra doctor's house and a professor of music's house. Yeah. Guys, yeah, yeah. Like, went upstairs. He's like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole story with Paul dreaming yesterday, he dreamt yesterday yeah. in the house okay. of a professor of classical music and a fucking MK, this Dr. Yeah. Richard Asher. He like discovered Munchausen syndrome syndrome or like um, yeah he he defined it and he also I was looking I just went to his essays right mm-hmm. and there's one called like respectable hypnosis mm-hmm. from 1952 mm-hmm. and he's like yeah I've been practicing hypnosis for 12 years so it makes it like 25 years by the time he meets Paul McCartney right and it's just like it's it just is such yeah. a it's like the movie help you know how in the movie help yeah. they're like on the run from this sinister cult and like being brainwashed it's probably more like biographical than yeah, yeah. Didn't like, call, hey, good idea for a movie guys i have a great idea for our movie and that is, it involves us basically filming what what happened what is happening to us yeah <laughs> help yeah didn't paul dream um what's it called uh uh let it let it be too the song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. his uh-huh. mom came to him in the dream yeah, right? yeah he has all these bullshit <laughs> ways of writing songs <laughs> what were you doing what were you doing i don't really know you know but it's like we totally sort of put our own personalities on the for the sake of it and you can really see you know we're also just writing all them songs Oh, that was uh, that was probably yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was over, yeah. 
<laughs> and Bob Dylan's like, yeah. hey, you should smoke weed so you don't remember your dreams. Like, yeah. Man. So, yeah. I mean, imagine if you were just like Paul and John and you had you were like on the label EMI and you were huge and uh, George Martin just handed you a few chord progression, a few chord pr- progressions, and then you just had to like write lyrics to it. Yeah. You know, he's it like, he's like kind what's, of... what's this swastika on the front of the book, George? And he's like, oh, don't worry about that. That's the old manila folder that I had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My bad. Fuck. Yeah. Because then, like, yeah. for El- for something like Eleanor Rigby, like, we all know that George, like, it's official canon that he, like, did all the strings for that, yeah. everything that makes that song kind of insane. Yeah. And, the, and, and the, just the, the, the harpsichord mm-hmm. solos on um, Rubber Soul, which I yeah. love. Yeah. They are very, like, enchanting almost like you're like like he studied his Bach for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it just like like doesn't fit with the song but it's fantastic like it does but it doesn't so yeah and you're like exactly he was composing solos for the band like on Michelle and in my life um so it's just like what else if you know what if he threw in a couple chord changes or yeah just offered them chords that's kind of how I see it but I also you know, I still think it's some of the best music ever. It's not to say that uh-huh. it's not, but like, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just interesting okay. that they were surrounded by all these like figures that aren't really talked about that were really good at yeah. music. Yeah. Um, so what about the de- what about the dentist? Is that deeper than it is? You think, or is that just like a another like whoops kind of thing? You know, with the with when they were dosed acid. Yeah, because that's around that dentist. time. Yeah, explain yeah. that. Explain what happened first of all. Like just, just I mean. So yeah, the Beatles, uh, J- uh, John and George were given like a huge amount of acid for their first time, like against their will by this young socialite dentist, <laughs> who yeah, like I mean, he was just a dentist of celebrities, so that could be a perfect person in the sixties to be like an informant or MI five, MI six informant. Word. But that, yeah, there were agents um, basically slipping rock stars drugs all the time, like Brian Wilson or the Stones. Yeah. Um, so the Beatles just got it from this dentist. And it was like this horrible trip, you know, because they weren't expecting it. Yeah. And they thought the dentist was like keeping them for an orgy because yeah. he had just like he was like, you guys, I don't think you guys should leave. And so they'd had to like escape from him. And it was this horrifying experience for the wives too, because the wives took it. <laughs> um, but yeah. you know, then a couple months go by and they're in LA um with the birds, who are like a total CIA Laurel Canyon band. <laughs> That's such a yeah. name for a band too. Like if I was an intelligence agent, got really lazy with the name, like. There's like, what yeah, about, what about the birds? <laughs> the birds. <laughs> has that right. been done before? It actually yeah. it has deeper connotations because yeah, Woodstock is like they they had been doing like hippie stuff at Woodstock since the 20s, and there was this thing called the bird cliff something or yeah. other, and it was spelled with the Y. So what? and Alistair Crowley was living there and all that. So it's weird. It's weird. It's a shame. Alistair Crowley was living at Woodstock in the 20s. Yeah, yeah. What? That's crazy. And so and wasn't the Woods wasn't the logo of the Woodstock Festival like a bird as the head of the guitar stock too? You know what I mean? I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. But the birds, yeah, they were like yeah. all that that entire Laurel Canyon scene, they were like um like John Phillips and Paul McCartney both were like promoters for some of these like festivals yeah. Yeah. where it was just like drugs being pumped into the youth, you know, by wasn't government. Blue- 
wasn't Blue Jay Way about Beatles getting lost? George wrote that about in 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 like that Laurel region Taylor. of L.A. Yeah, right. I yeah, think, he was waiting uh-huh. for Derek Taylor, their press agent, who yeah, is another yeah. suspicious guy. He did all the uh-huh. he did the press for Brian Wilson and for the Birds. Yeah, um, but he was the Beatles publicist first. And I see. Yeah, they were like waiting for that. The video for Blue Jay Way is so creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it used to scare me a lot. I like that song though. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm an absolute George. You know, George yeah. is my hero, especially post Beatles. George is like mm-hmm. seriously like my like my favorite just individual musician, probably like just yeah. Um, I, and especially behind me, I love when he had, he went through his Weird Al Yankovic phase, like pre Weird Al Yankovic, where he just ain't looking <laughs> like it's one of my one of my favorites. But um, the the crazy. What, what about the guy for the Beatles that um, like just died mysteriously being shot by police? Um, he was like, um, their roadie. Yeah, like, that, that gets glossed over a lot where I feel like that's, yeah, he, like, just, he got shot because he had like a BB gun and they they like just shot. That's the story. Um, that's weird because it could have to do with like, you know, the Beatles camp wanting to disclose shit like, oh, yeah, we were all um you know mi6 cia agents or something and then you know the people that have like journals or whatever get killed i don't know that's like one line of thinking Mm. or like you know because that's kind of what happened to john he started to speak he was speak out he had like a playboy interview where he was like you know we have we we can thank the cia and the army for lsd (laughs) they tried to control us but they ended up you know turning us all on so mm-hmm. he was thank he was telling people to thank the CIA and they still he still got shot. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But I tend to think of it like that. Like um John and George might have started to feel bad that they were like Freemason intelligence agents and you know got killed. Like there was an attempted assassination on George. Yeah, um, that's that gets glossed over a lot too later in his um later in his life. Like somebody just walked into his house at night and just fucking stabbed him. Like, yeah, and, I, yeah. And, and you know, to be fair, like there is kind of like a blue pill explanation for that. Like that does happen to artists, like just crazed fans, just but, yeah, a crazy fan. <clears throat> like you think of happen- like fucking John Hinckley and Jodie Foster and everything, and he was like likely an intelligent. There are crazed fans. There yeah, but then two guys are, in the same but- band being killed by crazed fans, or at least attempted murder, uh-huh. by, by it just like. It starts to add up to 50 percent. Yeah. 50 percent. Mark David Chapman is like, that's just like obvious. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. shook Gerald Ford's hand. He yeah. was working with Vietnamese refugees at World Vision. He was like, he had a bunch of money in cash. He was flying all around the world. He was fucking completely brainwashed psycho. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. what more do you want? The doorman at the Dakota was like, had like been in the Bay of Pigs or something. <laughs> and so and so yeah. i have a quick sidebar question for you just because um I'm, I'm a very big black sabbath fan um yeah up there with me too now it was kind of like common knowledge or not common knowledge but kind of the the media spin was more so that like black sabbath was like the satanic psyop band back yeah mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. do you think maybe they were one of the more least compromised bands because they were just like essentially when you dissect their lyrics a lot of it was just anti-war shit like yeah they were work yeah they were working class guys from birmingham and um that song hand of doom they're like oh, saying one of my favorites you know push the needle in drop the acid pill yeah no time to think now and for the 60s that's pretty punk 
you know, like yeah. no other, every other band was telling you to do those drugs. Yeah, with crazy um, overdrive distortion guitars that you didn't really hear that much. That that wasn't yeah. a common sound. So just like the fact that it probably just sounded evil. That that was yeah. Easy well, in that way. but you they have obviously were pop bands that are fucking. You know, what I mean, that are obviously, you know, if they're not intelligence agents, you know, directly they are influenced by such. You know, yeah, like Billie Eilish or something. Yeah, Where, yeah, that's um there, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> with all yeah. her like satanic imagery but yeah with sabbath there's like a line of thinking that uh they were like a militant christian band and that all all their albums <laughs> like show you the dark side of satanism therefore you know showing you that it's not the path so right. that's kind of that's sick i mean they probably were involved with like music industry figures they got huge you know yeah yeah so who who knows and like i think the style love- with ronnie james dio yeah yeah <laughs> everything about that guy is just like what, what i don't know man it just doesn't it just doesn't he's gray he's a legend of course but like it just it just everything about him was just like let's bring in this weird opera guy instead of opera. i only own like the first six sabbath albums like i kind of stop after that and yeah and those but, are all like no skip albums just fantastic they're all amazing yeah, yeah. amazing stuff but then like like uh-huh. the, the dio stuff the dio stuff it seemed like they were trying to like <laughs> like opera and shit and you're just like oh no or yeah. what was is that the one with the like devil baby on the cover? Believe so. I know heaven and hell was where there. because they have a song on that called Stonehenge, which is what Spinal Tap got the idea yes, from. It's like the worst song. It's just like these synths. Yeah, and it's called yeah. Stonehenge. And so it's exactly like Spinal Tap. Yeah. Um, so so okay. So back back to uh, we were at the LSD with the birds. Yeah. There you go. So that's when Ringo took it as well. And so they're in L.A. at like this pool party with like helicopters like mm-hmm. flying around and they're all tripping out. And Ring- Ringo did it for the first time. They had a that's when Peter Fonda said, I know what it's like to be dead or whatever. Yeah, she said. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. then they started to just do it themselves. They were like, you know, they so there were basically two like trips where they were surrounded by intelligence agents and then they just started to do it by themselves. Yeah. But yeah, it probably like what it did to John was like, you ever hear the stories how he had to take another trip with Yoko and maybe there, that guy, Mal Evans, the roadie where that he had to like build back his ego because he had completely destroyed his ego on acid. Yeah. So there was stuff like that where might not have had the best effect on like the most outspoken beetle you know yeah yeah what's your overall take on on like psychedelics in music like like do you would you say because i I, there's so many people that will say that's overblown but like it's clear that lsd has been used by you know in in mk ultra and things like that yeah you do you do you see the introduction as organic and then maybe it was co-opted by intelligence agencies and music, or do you believe that it was actually just, no, this, like this shit. It was so completely uh, a, a psyop. Yeah. Yeah. It was introduced like, you know, just completely by the government. And just think about the albums and stuff that went to number one, if they didn't, if they thought that was subversive, you know, they just wouldn't have let that album go to number one. But, it's more so like the CIA controlled like the world's supply of LSD by like 1950, the mid 1950s. And yeah, um, they would put, they put like the first article about magic mushrooms in like the late fifties. Yeah. And 
um, the dude that went on that expedition to South America was like VP at JP Morgan and <laughs> his name's like Robert Gordon Wasson. So like, yeah. like shrooms were in that started the whole beat that life magazine article started the whole beatnik thing and, or like beatniks wanting to do magic mushrooms and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've done all that stuff and I've thought about this when I've, and I read about MK Ultra and I like went out and got some acid to, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't care, but it's pretty obvious that. And you are an intelligence like, agent. I mean, we, we know. Yeah. This. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Well, no, it's cra- Well, I was going to say it's crazy. The focus was on LSD because mushrooms were kind of popular in the beginning too. That's what got everyone's feet wet. But, mm-hmm. and you know, like this is just be total rambling hippie here, but like, you know, like someone like a scientist, like, Rupert Sheldrake. I'm, I don't know if we talked about him before, where he talks about morphogenetic, know yeah. you know, like morphogenetic fields where things have these like things in the universe, especially like biological systems have these, you know, non genetic, uh, but, you know, affirming loops basically where things kind of repeat and build up on themselves. And, you know, like taking LSD, it's, it's kind of like this morphogenetic field. It's got all this bullshit old stuff attached to it from like the CIA, all this morphogenic field. And it's, it's hard Ooh. to find like, like LSD that isn't super dark and weird and leads you to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus like something like mushrooms which are more organic or whatever. Right. I don't, do you got, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you, would you agree where, I, you know, and like, I don't know. I just feel like it's hard. It's been hard and I haven't done it in a while, but it's, it seems like it's harder to find like the good stuff that's pure. And then you hear stuff like the, the grateful dead. Oh, they brought their chemist with them to manufacture on the road. So they didn't have to cross state lines with drugs. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's clear. That's clearly a fucking op too. Yeah. You know, yeah. So anyway, was, I just, was it ex- Owlsley or? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, but it's like, well, there's clearly something like, you know, I do believe since it's such LSD is just like a non-specific amplifier is what it's always called. Right. And, yeah. but it's super open to suggestibility. And so I think it's, it's hard to, yeah, you know, you Stanley, get, sorry, Owsley Stanley is Owsley the, Stanley. Yeah, I, was, Stanley. I think that yeah. was, yeah, he known for LSD and sound engineering that rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah. for like the natural versus synthetic thing, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've smoked weed for like 12 years and mm-hmm. you know, every day, and it's pretty much made me retarded and like slowed me down in so many. Right it has good effects, but I can I can just notice that it's yeah. a natural natural plant. Humans have been smoking forever, but it's mm-hmm. still if you smoke it every day, you know you're gonna be like retarded. <laughs> so, so telling me this for the um, first time. Fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think like it's just the whole culture about drugs. It's like people go into it thinking it's going to like solve all their problems or this or give them like unlimited creativity and half the time you're just like 15 minutes in like a horrible hellscape you know about to like get schizophrenia and Mm -hmm. um it's just like yeah when humans probably did those drugs all all these years ago there was like more respect and like you'd only do it every now i don't know who who knows it's just it pro- it's yeah. probably just about like the culture of it, how people are just like taking all these like scientific experimental drugs and then like, you know, what, listening to the hot 100. It's yeah. probably like some bad sh- juju yeah. going on in there. Have you guys ever seen the Paul? Because inter- he was famously the 
the last little bitch to to cave and do the do the LSD, right? Yeah, yeah. But then mm-hmm. what? But then once he did, he became like the biggest fucking proponent of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, he uh, instantly went on TV and was like, "Yeah, will you we do LSD?" And his whole thing on like that fucking just high guy retarded interview that he does, where he's like, he's like, he's like, "No, you're." <laughs> what did he say? He's like, "Will you admit that you've done LSD?" And he's like, "No, I'll tell you." But you're the one that's gonna go and promulgate this, so it's it's on you. It's not on me. Yeah, if, yeah. Where he's like, it's it's your fault if people do this because you're the one pushing it. You're the journalist here, and it, you're just like, what? Like, it's funny. You yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. He it's tries funny. to have like an intellectual thing, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, dude. it's just like, don't. You, why would you even say it? The other Beatles could keep their mouth shut for the past. Yeah, dude. Two years, exactly. Like, yeah, two years. Yeah, exactly. What's yeah. The, what's the utility? Because like I, I, you know, the most cringe thing when you first start doing drugs is the. I mean, it's. I mean, every I, a lot of people have done it, especially people you know our age and shit. And the, the whole like, if you listen to the Dark Side of the Moon and Alice in Wonderland, like, combined, yeah. like what? There, so, so that has to be like intentional, right? I mean, we have to understand that's mm-hmm. intentional. But like, what is the utility between like linking Disney with like you know '60s, '70s like counterculture music? And- well, I gotta say that it's Dark Side of the Moon, Wizard of Oz, and Alice in Wonderland. Okay, sorry. Wall. Yeah, the Wall, though. Same thing, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, yeah. like, there's got to be some kind of utility to that. Because, okay. Okay. Like, I think, yeah. well, that's kind of the Alice in Wonderland thing is kind of interesting because I've read this thing how, you know, how I'm the Walrus is like based off this Lewis Carroll poem. Yes. The, wal- yeah. the Walrus and the Carpenter. Yeah, I've read an analysis where it's like the walrus and the carpenter was like a Masonic allegory for genocide, because in that poem, like a walrus and a carpenter lure a bunch of oysters yeah. to Fair. a dinner and then they eat the oysters. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like an allegory for genocide because it's like there's like all these oysters or like grains of sand and it's just like get on the train. Dark. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's probably exactly. like these these children's authors like were probably like you know eight late 1800s early 1900s intelligence assets or whatever like putting in hidden um little messages so it's weird then you listen to i'm the walrus Uh and that's it's also like an allegory for um some weird stuff like the i am he thing Uh you know how it starts out i am he that's from alistair crowley Okay. But then the we are all together thing is from a protest song from the early 1900s. It was like the Boer War. Mm. And this was sort of like English imperialism. And it was, they actually set up the first concentration camp um, during the Boer War. So I've heard wow. like, you know, pigs from a gun is like reference to this Boer thing. I'm the walrus reference to. Yeah. Lewis Carroll on that it's like this this that song could take on this whole intellectual like masonic allegory for genocide type thing which that's is weird crazy. right i never I thought of it that way i never heard of that that's crazy yeah. yeah yeah i've got that from this guy joe yeah. atwell who okay is like a historian he's some of a lot of yeah. this stuff being taken down lately but um i, I love that song musically i like it's, mm-hmm. it's a great song and what's crazy i love that it's it's literally all major chords and that yeah. you can 
you can write that's what's like paradoxical about music you know it's like you can write a song in all major chords and it just comes out trippy as fuck and not like not like a normal like happy song right. you know kind of thing right. that's, yeah I, I love that that song is yeah. dark I, that song yeah. is taken on dark like it's amazing it's definitely one of my favorites but i think yeah. there's a lot you could read into the he's he supposedly wrote that song for people to he said like i wanted to confuse people reading into my songs right but that's yeah. always what you yeah, yeah. would say if there actually uh-huh. was you know a hidden yeah. meaning yeah but i don't mm-hmm. know so i don't know too much more about like well disney literally was also like an fbi informant himself and he was just like a terrible person period um so oh, walt, walt disney be, yeah 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 Yeah, walt yeah. disney yeah uh-huh yeah Big but time. i don't know too much more uh, yeah like same with like lewis carroll probably not a savory individual word um yeah so yeah. like the guy that wrote Alice in Wonderland and stuff like that, but I don't know too much more on that, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah. Cause I just, I was always like a weird, it was always a weird thing. It felt like, like who started that rumor? Like who was the first guy to do that shit? You know what I mean? Like who was the first yeah. guy? Like, like there's no way you're like that had to have been put out into the atmosphere by somebody. Cause I doubt anybody would ever be in the scenario well, I guess, I guess that's not true, right? Because it's always it's like a classic like acid trip movie, like you know, Alice in Wonderland. Maybe, yeah, yeah. They had that coincidentally on you had right. it on in the background, but like even then, that seems kind of weird, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, well, they talk about like MK Ultra triggers and like Wizard of Oz and um, Yep, yep. And Dark Side of the Moon is a Dark Side of the Moon is an is a whole mental, like insane asylum kind of that's the mm-hmm. whole theme, mm-hmm. you know. And I got like, a lot of people say that, yeah, they can't see it, but I, I see it. what's crazy about that is if it was on purpose, which I think it was like, it's actually, it's the, the feat of it is quite impressive because it cycles through the, the movie two and a half times. So you have to repeat. So you have to like layer your, your innuendos and, and inside jokes over different aspects of the movie. Like the whole thing, like when the, when the color changes, right when the money chime starts on the first mm-hmm. on the new new side of the side B of the album, like that is so on point. That's ridiculous. You know what I mean? That has to I be gotta on, check on, on that. Purpose. I've never seen that. That's that's yeah. crazy. It's but I yeah, love it. all this I, stuff. Yeah. All this mm-hmm. stuff amazes me. Like it makes me more yep. intrigued by the music instead of like like I'm not one of those people that's like I can never yep. listen to Stones again. Yeah. I can never listen to like yep. I'm like oh if there's there's government intrigue behind this goddamn 60s pop music that's like interesting yeah. i want to you know that will help it would help with anyone writing songs to yeah to, to study shit that's had like you know professors and psychologists behind it potentially yeah. which it's has literally. to that has to be true for some pop songs it yeah has to. there's no and there's no way to get me to ever stop listening to the beatles like i don't yeah, you, dude. No, yeah. you could just be like you know it could be this like they could have their own like literal satanic pedophile ring and i'd be like well you know like you know i just yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I i would i would acknowledge that but i wouldn't like it because that's how we do view things nowadays and that's why i'm so like leery of certain things like hey do you know this is terrible actually and you're like no it's it's objectively good and i yeah. will say one thing that i think the psyops suck now you know what yeah, i mean like, that's what i'm yeah, saying dude. No yeah. right 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 there's no like, shame off the side out now. They gave us good up. art. They gave us yeah, good right. art it was. for, it for was. I, I mean, in theory, for our brains, right? For free will or mm-hmm. whatever, like, or freedom of it thought. It probably had to be to have that monumental yep. effect where it shifted the way we think about, like, music and how, how we grow yep. our hair. Like, it had such a huge effect. So yeah. it had to have been good. 
Yeah, um, now now we accept into it. Now we, we accept the psyop like point blank. You know, now we just accept yeah. it and we're like, oh, we got a few pop songs out of it. Great, you know that suck. You know, and, it's just, and, yeah. And and now yeah, yeah. kids and kids grow up on pharmaceuticals now, so it's probably easier to say. Uh, yeah, big Literally. time. Like it is like yeah. and bass. Like I will say this: like bass tones are psyops. I think I think heavy bass, like just like, like Astro World. Like, yeah, like Astro World, like, exactly. Um, yeah. and things like that. Like, and, and I think they're gonna find a way to make shit fucking slap even harder. Like, which is gonna be insane. Like, where there's just gonna be this like ultra like you know bass tone that just like truly like truly because like what gets you to pay attention more so than anything? Like, like if you ever like listen to a song where you're like, I don't really like this too much, but you hear it on like a fucking you know two fifty yeah. subwoofers, you're like, wow, this is actually wow, yeah. good now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just wonder. When especially like with with bass tones, like the fact that it has an actual feel to it, like you actually can like feel your body rattling yeah. and vibrating. Like there has to be way. I mean, it literally makes you dance. Yeah, like, it's like that's it's, what I was alluding to in the beginning too, with like the the Hitler frequencies and stuff like that. Like that, th- the fact that that was in that documentary, it's hard to find anything else on on that in like a history book. Like Hitler just with you a can probably find a weird way. article about like. like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Nazi radio waves, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, Hitler so, with ASR you know, ten sample. Imagine if they just had like a dog, <laughs> you know, a frequency only a dog can hear, and like I want to hold your hand, and just made you, or I don't know, before their gigs or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the <laughs> I'm with you on the bass tones and everything. That's, That's hilarious. That's the when they decided that that could be done. I think with like electronic drum machines, I think that's where they moved to. Like, it's just, it's too easy. Okay. We, you were talking about uh, the, so we got some evidence for the satanic pedophile ring that the Beatles might have been involved in. Okay. So although if you type in the Beatles and Jimmy Savile, like 12 <laughs> to 20 pictures come up. It's not like they what? hung out with him one time. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't I know this, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I've always I've always thought the pictures were weird. Like when there's only just a couple, I'm just like that. Almost seems like a setup where it's like, okay, like, hey, take a picture with this guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like one yeah. time, and you're like, who's this guy? Oh, picture's already taken. You know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. that. But when it's like, like I was just, you know, this is a way off topic. I don't want to go on this, but like, you know, Novak Djokovic is not allowed to play in the U.S. Uh, the Australian Open, and uh, Rafael Nadal and all the other uh, ten- big tennis greats are like, yeah, well, he should just get vaccinated. And then you yeah. see like. Literally all four of those guys like playing tennis with Bill Gates, like, and you're just yeah, like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know, yeah, it's very funny how like things like that happen, but um, yeah, um, oh my god, dude. So okay, I, I, was and- wondering, I was wondering too, like, like you know, you have the, the rivalry uh between the Beach Boys and the Beatles in the 60s, mm-hmm. especially around oh. the rubber, rubber Soul era, right? Before they were they were rivals in just like who could make the most hits. But then after a while, it became like, can I make the best quality, timeless music that, yeah. that just gets used for everything? And and so when, when the, you know, the, for anybody who doesn't know, Brian Wilson for the Beach Boys was very inspired by Rubber Soul, uh, inspired and intimidated, I would say, by, by Rubber Soul and I, I believe Revolver um, and caused him to then, you know, get back in the lab and completely transform the the Beach Boys sound. Uh, he did it yeah. while all them those guys were like partying, all his brothers and shit. And uh, um, they were all like partying and just enjoying like success from just making like, you know, like longboard pizza, my heart music. And yeah. <laughs> they started doing like that. But then Brian Wilson's like, I have these insane songs. Um, you have a long like this the reason i even like know who you are is because of this mm-hmm. thing that was put out so if you want to explain this this uh beach boys thread i'll, I'll throw it up on the yeah screen, um real so fast. 
I always I always thought, you know, Pet Sounds was an amazing album. And I knew that there was a writer on it. Um, uh-huh. I knew that Brian Wilson always had trouble with lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. And he wasn't going to get any help from Mike Love. You know, I'd have been fucking yeah. with all his bop, bop, bahs and like yeah. whatever. That's all he was really good for. Um, so he had writers on like the early albums, but then this guy, another Asher, another suspicious Asher, like unrelated to Jane Asher and Paul's, you know, Asher's, but this other guy, Tony Asher, who was like the son of a military film producer, Irving Asher, you know, big shot. So he had like a weird, you know, he had parents in high places, was a jingle writer for like Barbie and Mattel. And that's who Brian chose for to work with him on Pet Sounds, which I when I learned like who Tony Asher was, I kind of thought that was strange. And um, Asher also helped with the music on three of those songs. So I just so that was one of the things I was looking into, but um brian also has like van dyke parks come in on smile and he's another uh suspicious guy same sort of like privileged kid um so he had these two writers and then there's also lauren schwartz who was the guy that gave brian his first hit of acid and like supervised it and trip sitter yeah his trip sitter so I don't know. Um, I just thought it was interesting that there was the, that the writers had like more of a backstory than I originally thought. I originally just thought Tony Asher was like some random guy, but um, yeah, yeah. I lost my train of thought real quick. So, oh yeah. Well, I I, I have a funny anecdote because I was just thinking about like every time um, when, when these guys get introduced to Acid, I was just wondering, thinking it was be a funny picture, like if you've ever seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, the original gene wilder one yeah like like having it be like slugworth in the alley like i've got something for you that'll help with that album and then like, <laughs> yeah. and just, yeah. just a big tab like, like <laughs> literally yeah. yeah i mean you got these guys slumming it with their parents and shit you know make they, they yeah. got some hits but they're they haven't made that the beatles that. are doing it mm-hmm, exactly yeah. and that's and that's essentially like I, I almost wonder like i've always thought with these psyops that like you don't have to like directly infect everybody um you don't have to reach out to everybody but if you reach out to a couple of the top dogs it trickles down no you know like yeah exactly you, you don't want to be the, the the people that are like squares that don't do what the beatles did and then you know right yeah. especially back then when you didn't have soundcloud you don't have um any of this stuff that you can just get an organic buzz from it was like now nah, you, you're coming through us to make a hit like wh- yeah song's gonna just be like a fun little garage song in long beach if you don't uh if you don't come through us, we can get you, we can get you on American bandstand. We can get you on, uh, you know, uh, any of the other shows back then. And, um, so yeah, that was, I was just thinking about Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory mainly. That's yeah, yeah, literally. And yeah, the Beatles and the beach boys were on the same label. They were both on capital, which was a subsidiary of EMI. Right. Um, so it could have been like, you know, the American operation or the American arm of VMI was like, you know, it, that had a rivalry with the British, with George Martin and his team. And so like Brian was like, shit, you know, I'm doing George Martin's job for my band. Um, 
he probably knew like, yeah, the Beatles weren't doing everything themselves that it was like a team. And he, I don't know. I heard, I've just read that he could have been like driven insane by like realizing his team was not going to sort of match up to, to what the, you know, what they had over in England. I don't know. Cause they just had a machine going for the Beatles. Yeah. Just yeah. were like everything, you know, everything was, was, uh, the best for them you know like uh-huh. album art and yeah what's up with that rubber the, with the 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 toy doll album cover yeah the, the butcher fucking, album cover yeah the butcher yeah operation retrieve yeah the, it was like yeah. a photo shoot set up by their like main photographer but if you like read about um what the whole plan for that photo shoot was it's like all this weird occult shit where they were like yeah. gonna like represent the Beatles as like you know religious icons or whatever and I don't know there's a bunch of weird stuff going on with that but yeah they had to like they had to like have people go into all the record stores and like like retrieve all the, those albums and then yeah. put the normal yeah. my dad was always talking top. about that to me yeah he was always talking about that that fucking album cover yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's wild. It's, it's, a wild. it's a wild cover. I mean, just back then, maybe there was some yeah. Roe v. Wade stuff going on. When was Roe v. Wade? Uh, <laughs> there's weird stuff with all the their album covers. Every single out, al- I think every single album cover. Actually, not every single one, but uh, even some early ones, like um, you know, the Meet the Beatles with the Beatles, where their faces yeah. are like in half oh, shadow. Yeah. So yeah. that's supposed to be like taken from you know they had like that german friend astrid kirker mm-hmm. that they met in hamburg and she took some photos of them like that well right. um one of those other guy, those other german guys was like um involved in this french film called le jetty it's like j-e-t-e-e um and it's like it's a movie about like um mk ultra filmed in like you know the 60s or something or the 50s or something and they have these people with the half shadow faces in it at one point um so i really think it's a reference to that actually where mm-hmm. instead of just being so there's and people say like that half shadow face is like the eye of horus type you know you see all those pop stars covering their one eye or whatever yeah um then you got on help you know how they're doing those like um yeah the sos yeah 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 there that's like alistair crowley type you know like ritual posings or at least a couple of them are like the one Uh, ringo's doing is this as above so below thing which is like a tarot card um yeah 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 Uh okay then it's crazy sorry that that the that the I mean everyone knows the Zeppelin Aleister Crowley connections. I didn't know there were so many Beatles ones though. Yeah, until yeah, there's yeah, so let's, many uh, Beatles let's ones. Talk about him because like all the only people like again, Ozzy, Ozzy. I, I'm starting to think Ozzy Osbourne's the only pure artist that's ever lived. Um, it's <laughs> yes. like he's like yeah. making a song and you know they're like Ozzy we can't just make a fucking song about him it has to be like you know introduced in like these like slow like weird ways he's like nah I just really like the guys like he's just like I'm just a fan you know what I mean yeah and, and th- but like maybe he was the guy like reaching out for the psyop he's like Mr. Crowley please psyop me like, like, yeah. like well that <laughs> song is like making fun of Aleister Crowley yeah yeah he's it. cult leader yeah just like just just very so it's, I always it's laugh, again like, like 
Yeah, exactly. Often misinterpreted. But yeah, those lyrics, he's like saying like, you know, Crowley's an idiot. It's kind of, yeah, yeah it's kind of badass. That's what I'm saying. He's the, but, only, the only pure one, I think. I think Ozzy's the purest artist of all time. Or, oh, I just remembered, like, speaking of Aleister Crowley and, like, the people on the Sgt. Pepper's cover, yeah. um, there's Aldous Huxley. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Doors uh-huh. of Perception yeah. and everything. Yeah. Well, I was looking in my copy of it, and I guess he's studying mescaline at that point. Mm, but yeah. he has, like, this numbered thing like his realizations from it and number three is like to the effect of how it doesn't make you any stupider but it makes whatever endeavors or like objectives you have seem like worthless to you because everything is great right yeah Yeah. so one of the realizations that he had was it makes like you know you essentially kind of like lazy or just like complacent because you're think about it when you're tripped out like even the wall is interesting so right yeah um yeah you don't look for you don't don't, like seek things out for enjoyment at that point it's just anything is enjoyable yeah 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 Yeah. so if you load up a bunch of like intellectual college anti-war protesters with acid you know they're going to be more easily marginalized and like easier to control and like you know woodstock had so many people but they they didn't you know do anything with that like movement or anything they just all got fucked it was probably amazing but yeah yeah and that's why um, and, that's, and that's why like eventually like all these people end up becoming just huge libtards in their like 60s and yeah 70s, right like like yeah. it almost seems like you you see that now like like i brought that up yeah because yeah. like you know at the end of the day like all these anarchists right now are basically just 60s like you know, Woodstock kids, essentially, like we know eventually that these are just Biden <laughs> or Harris voters or insert Democrat here. We we know yeah. this for a fact, like that that's going to end up that's going to end up being the case. But like, it's crazy how that happens, like especially with punk musicians, like who they are today is like. Despicable. Yeah, speak on that, because we're not him and I are not huge like punk rock guys. But well, yeah. <laughs> OK, like Patti Smith, for example. Right. Like mm. the punk rock queen. Like, yeah, now she's just like at concerts, like everyone just do what we all need to do to be safe. Please get vaccinated. It's a little yeah. thing. Yeah. Like what? What is that? I, Neil, yeah. Young, Neil Young is the same way. Uh, he's, he's That one hurt. That one hurt. That one, it hurts bad. It hurts really yeah. bad that he's like that. But then Neil Young's got traces to Buffalo Springfield, who I've also heard were huge. Oh, Neil Young. Yeah. Neil Young is kind of sus. I love Neil Young, but like oh, God. his whole yes. thing, fucking good. his whole rise is, is a bit sus. But it's like, OK. And like, um, like even like Jello Biafra from Dead Kennedys or something. Yeah. Word. So his dad was like, it, I posted this on Twitter too. His dad was like in a psychiatric unit in like Korea, mm. an army unit. So that's like MK Ultra written all over. And he, and the Dead Kennedys are one of the bands that actually talk about that. Um, they have a couple really cool songs like Bleed for Me. They talk about the CIA. And in this one mm. song, Kinky Sex Makes the World Go Round, it's like, God. it's like uh just like a voiceover but the guy's like yeah don't worry about those demonstrators just like pump up your drug supply this and that so i always thought that was cool but now he's like a politician just like your average democrat and um that kind of checks out because some like the washington dc punk scene too was like weirdly all these kids from like government mm-hmm. people like uh like minor threat and like 
Black Flag. Yeah, it was all DC. It was all DC. It was a huge. Yeah. That was a huge scene. Yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. Sometimes for their practices, uh-huh. they would like have to like be let in by a Secret Service agent. So it's like what? What? Weird. Yeah. yeah. You know, Jim Morrison's dad was like a fucking. Oh yeah, dude. In the military, <laughs> he <laughs> literally was involved in Gulf of Tonkin. We didn't yeah, touch on yeah, on Morrison. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Well, that 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 band to me, like they, they I was never <sighs> never a huge Doors fan um it's just i mean not that it's bad i'm not like saying turn this shit off if it comes on but i just i'm not like there are like people who are like the door like the fucking doors it's so yeah i just never my bandmate is like that and no they rock and they're amazing live and if you trip acid and listen to that first album you're like this is made by the cia there's the frequency thing is going on with that organ you can taste preservatives and something yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it literally but um that's kind of what blew that was what blew my mind that's what got me into all of this was I never knew that Jim Morrison had a fucking CIA dad and so did Frank Zappa. That was never presented to me yeah, Zappa, you know, when talking yeah. about hippie music. And I learned that through Dave McGowan, who's like people really like him on Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, died on November 22nd, which is when JFK was assassinated and yeah. when with the Beatles was released. There's all these things with the release dates what? too. I didn't know that. Yeah. With the Beatles re- was released the day Kennedy was assassinated. Mm-hmm. And let me just another thing. You know that Past Masters compilation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Past Master is like an ex-Mason, like by definition, like the, with that term. And then there's 33 tracks on that, so that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a great piece of work. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> but um uh we were talking about jim morrison so so the number one you know like leader of the free love anti-war like movement his dad started the war was integral in starting the war yeah it's kind of weird and then you know light my fire went to number one it's it's just like you know they just bought a bunch of copies and made it made it number one yeah uh at the time like it's a great song but like it had to have been that way with your dad as an admiral you know yeah yeah and then suddenly suddenly everyone is like you know i don't know just rocking out to the doors and yeah not giving a fuck and yeah and and so like yeah that lot lots to unpack there but yeah the right yeah the uh so it's kind of like, you know, to, to kind of tie this stuff together, you you said it earlier and I, I think it's great. Like, I hate blackpilling on certain things like this because like you still enjoy this stuff. Like, it's good. If anything, you should be mad that the music sucks now. That should be what you take from all this stuff is that like objectively newer music is just awful now and it's still compromised. Right. If not even more so, you know, and and um, you I, I just like I, I'm a very like let people enjoy things kind of thing like um, yeah. I don't mean to do like oh, this is actually actually you should only listen to like the guy in your neighborhood with a banjo because he's the only yeah one yeah exactly that would be yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so and you end up liking like a, it's like almost like being woke right like like when you're like oh yeah. i said a racist thing in 19 like eric clapton right now and van morrison like they're, they're, they're the anti-lockdown guys and now you're like not allowed to like Eric Clapton now Ooh. all of a sudden his racist rant from like 1971 comes out and he and that rant never comes out if, if Eric Clapton's like, get the vax. Get the How vax. can you be against Eric Clapton and be for Bill Gates or Joe Biden who have actually like maimed people with their actions where yeah. Eric Clapton is just like, you know, an idiot. Um, 
But like what he's doing now, speaking out is more punk than what any other fucking. He got damaged uh, by the vaccine. Like he had, like it's. Yeah. My thing is, it's not even like he's like saying like, "Hey, I don't think this thing's like that necessary." He's like, "No, I can't fucking grip. I can't play anymore. Like I can barely play. Yeah. Like, like I cannot play. I'm I'm extra slow hands now. Like I can well, that's my that's my whole that's my whole thing. If you're if you're any kind of uh, if you have any kind of like fame or or notoriety, and you get damaged by the vaccine, you're immediately MAGA now. You know what I mean? It's just like, what the fuck? When did that happen? You know? Yeah, and even like whatever maybe he is. Yeah, dude. Like Morrissey's the same way. Like Morrissey's just like I'm Union Jack yeah. flag guy. Like I don't. He called COVID convict at the very beginning of it. Like he's just like I, I don't fuck with this. And like you know, there's a whole like. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think because there there's like an extra layer in the fucking seven layer dip of all this shit where people they even think the opposition to that stuff is compromised? Do you think even guys like like do you think that there's a controlled opposition element to a lot of this stuff? Like, like a Eric Clapton speaking out against this stuff. And and I was just about to bring that up because I got into, I got into um, learning about vaccines through Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Where based, it was another one of those situations where I was like, Oh, you know, this is the son of a liberal icon that like, even my grandparents like would never say anything bad about. Yeah. Um, But yet nobody wants, and then everyone hates him. But if you actually listen to him, he just has these kind of facts that you never heard before. And I always respect yeah. that's what I look for. Like, I don't, if someone's an op or not, I don't. Yeah, I try not to go too far down the rabbit hole. If they can point me towards a fact that I never heard of before, yeah. I value that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I had that experience with RFK Jr. And now people are like a year later, people are saying he flew on Epstein's plane or like, I don't know, this or that. He's a fucking I would bar, dude. He's clearly. A I don't think he's an op. Yeah, I. But, but yeah, and yeah, he grew bar. up. He grew up surrounded by CIA agents. Like some people do, I yeah. guess, by the nature of their right. Yeah, their birth. Yeah. You know, his dad and his fucking uncle were both slain by the CIA. So I mean, yeah, I know he's, he's not an op because they they never name him. They like when Biden. Mm-hmm. We have the top ten disinformation agents, but they don't say that it's him. They just say that they have ten. You know, and it's like yeah, yeah. You know, they, so it's he's dropping bars, and it's like, and the thing is, he yeah. was convinced he begrudgingly became the RFK we know today through like it was literally moms like like hammering him, being like, read these fucking papers, right? And, right. You know, and they started out. Like yeah, you know he's just a wildlife man. He he wanted to like yeah, environmental like, rivers, bro. exactly. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, you know, found out that there was like uh, mercury in the water, and then there was even more mercury in the vaccines we got in the nineties. Right. Yep, yep, and yep. um, yeah, and he's like successfully sued how many phar- pharmaceutical companies like Gardasil or like uh, yeah, yeah, and so I mean he's he's a legit thinker and um yeah. activist yeah and i respect him a lot I th- and yeah he's married to cheryl hines from curb yeah they what the fuck i, I forgot about trouble. that she got him in a little trouble i know dude really? about that yeah um well yeah. there's a big thing and that and this is kind of feeding into like the op thing narrative for for or at least controlled opposition narrative for robert f kennedy and like you know like like you said i think you said it beautifully i just i just take the whatever allows me to improve my knowledge because that stuff is objectively true that what he's saying like it doesn't matter who says it right if it's true right. it's true and i'd rather i would rather have more people know what he says right right and and so so but but cheryl hines he blames it on her and i don't know because like there are some people like who might be just against like forcing vaccines into people 
but they could still, it's not a, it's not a, that doesn't mean nothing goes into my body. Right. Like but with, with Robert F. Kennedy. Right. And so like, but he had through a party, like a new year's, it was either Christmas or new year's party where they wanted proof of vaccination or tests negative. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go in. Now I think that was Cheryl Hines, but that what maybe it was him. Maybe it was him. Mm -hmm. Now that being said, does Robert Kennedy want that to happen for everybody? I don't think so. Right. Like, well, his I, family, I yeah, being in the Kennedy family would like suck because also he might not want to. He, he might he might have wanted to cover his bases too. I was always thinking about that too. Even if it was him, he wanted what because maybe they don't want some fucking huge outbreak tied to him or some shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Like maybe he's like, and look, you know, I followed your stupid rules, but I don't know. Just in the circles he runs in, you know, there's like 13 fucking wine mom multimillionaires that are freaking out about tests. You know, it's like yeah, we all yeah. experienced that this holiday season with a random family exactly. members. With our own Joe Rogan tests. You know what I mean? Joe Rogan has a testing thing for all his people. Yeah. It's, it's a Damn, thing. Damn, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's people like, think he's an op because of that, because he tests everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's hella funny. My thing is, yeah, is like, like you know, at the end of the day, yeah. if, if everything well, could, could Joe Rogan be an op? I could, I don't know, could I mean, be. it could be, but like, how is that? Ne- I don't understand how Rogan having, you know, I, I understand you can do deep dives on Dr. Peter McCullough, maybe, you know, Robert no, no, not more so that fucking Mike Baker guy that he always has. He always oh, has yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 that's no, he that the thing is, is I think that helps is having guys like that. It sucks. Don't get me wrong. Like, every time I listen to that guy, I'm like, I'm like, why are you even you're Mike how are you Baker, alive? dude? How yeah. are you alive? Yeah, like, not like the shit he's talking about, like, you, you, you should not be saying any of that because you're you <laughs> right like like i don't understand how you're on a fucking camera with your face out saying that kind of stuff um first yeah. person knowledge i guess and but like i will say it does help because like you know look he'll talk to anybody i think i think rogan at the end of the day just a banal explanation of rogan i think he's he is just a sponge i think he's one of those guys where like he's very impressionable you golden can, retriever yeah. yeah he's a golden retriever he sees the good in everybody which he kind of just agrees with whatever guests he has right on. right exactly and, uh-huh. the beauty of rogan is that he has good guests on and what is know, the, and what has is a the, huge audience what is the gain from for pfizer for palantir for any of these people whatever insert you know horrible organization here what is the gain by having robert malone Peter McCullough right. on on and you know all these people that have been damaged or you know people talking about damages from vaccines and stuff like what are what are what is the benefit from them being on there I understand though I understand how controlled opposition works but I but don't I don't understand like that shit should not be shouldn't be on there I mean like at that point like that's yeah. because I have normal coworkers like normal coworkers who will text me like hey did you did you see the the new rogan like that shit was kind of crazy yeah, same yeah like we're like that's good that, that the normal person's brain that doesn't think too much about anything as far as what's just in front of them and surviving every day but the minute they have that implanted in their brain that doesn't benefit anybody in power in my opinion and yeah the- i've always thought that i've always thought that that you know rogan it's better for working class people to see that than whatever they're fucking seeing on cnn you know, MMA fans, like people who just yeah, yeah. really only listen to the MMA episodes, but they're like, ah, let's see. I don't know. Let's see what he's talking about this week. Like, yeah. Just, but I saw that yeah. too with like Robert Malone saying, you know, I have friends in the CIA. This yeah. Yeah. like, oh, op, op. and yeah, I, yeah I, I'm with you. I, I'm always I always have an open mind. You know, anyone could be used nefariously or something or they're very sophisticated in their controlled opposition. But at a certain yeah. point. But you know, just like what we had said, if if someone presents you with facts that you're not gonna, you know, you're just gonna be in the dark about otherwise, then yeah, it's useful to to listen to what they have to say. So 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, shit, man. Um, that was that was a good talk. We're after this is just part one. You're gonna have to come back on. We're gonna have to do. We're yeah. To, we're gonna have to yep. expand on all this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because so. it's so hard. It's so hard to yeah. to cover everything. Um, everything is all complicated and there's people that know so much more than i do i don't i don't you know like I mean? know a lot though i like when they only know a little bit yeah but thank you guys so much for having me this is no been worries man so, so follow, follow at Moonbase king on twitter he he's a, we're gonna pump his numbers up i don't know if you know anything about this show but we you know we kind of launch careers uh, <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna lie dude there are people that come on this show and then all of a sudden i see him everywhere i'm not saying that the people copy us i just i just think we we have an eye for talent i think and uh um oh yeah and so, so like, you'll see people on there and, and that's, that's not a brag. I just, I just see like, you know, all of a sudden, like, damn, like this person that was just this small account is now just like circulating everywhere and, um, and it's good and we need that. So, um, yeah. And then the, there'll be more schizophrenic Beatles stuff. Absolutely. It's, fun. it's just fun, dude. It's fun to know more things. Yeah. It's the same concept. Like, like for me, like I, I, I don't have like this, like, I think it's like, wow, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, that's like kind of crazy that that's how they, because we know these psyops are here objectively. We understand how things got here, but then you're kind of like, this is like how it's made. Right. Like almost like, mm-hmm. damn, like that's crazy that they did that. It's almost like to me, like I'm a huge sports now. I'll be like, wow, Matthew, it's a cool conversation that Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw played on the same high school baseball team. How cool is that? You know, right. mean, it's just like small world. Yeah. Small world. How funny is that? That all this stuff is right. tied together. Like, that's cool. It should like, I, you know, if anybody's listening to this and just says, well, I can't enjoy music anymore. Um, that is not what you should take from it. So not um, at all. Flipper, the moon base King. Uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate you coming through. Everybody give him a follow. Uh, we might sit on this one for a while because we didn't say anything super, um, time you know sensitive which is nice uh so yeah this will be out uh eventually yeah, it out any crazed like super high things that i were yeah, i don't think like, yeah, all just, nervous or whatever <laughs> oh no, no you're, you're you're good man so appreciate okay. you guys uh uh follow at crypto i'm at glenn rockney um follow us at rare candy pod one um we got a lot of fun stuff coming uh so multimedia stuff and everything so all right guys everyone have a good one see you guys